You are listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey with me as we've been reading through the book of Job this week. Today's podcast is our apologetic insight to Job, where we defend the text of Job and and ask some questions of what exactly might be going on, not only in Job's life, but in our own lives. How can we apply those theological truths and devotion questions that we've asked this week? And then from that, are there any issues that rise up from the text that uh, that our faith uh, might uh, that we might question our faith, or others might question our faith on? And the book of Job is really forty-two chapters that seeks to uh, provide for us the hope of God's sovereignty in the midst of our suffering. One major apologetic question that rises not only from the book of Job but from other passages of Scripture is what. Uh, scholars have termed the problem of evil. <clears throat> and so the problem of evil, uh, really in Job 1 and 2, we see the existence of Satan who comes as the accuser, and he is given the authority to come against Job and cause all of this mayhem and chaos in Job's life suffering. And many have asked, based on, of course, this text, but other biblical examples, and then the uh, really the, the personal lives of of individuals and Christians throughout history, the question is this, if there is a God, why does evil exist? This is the problem of evil. Many atheists and even just skeptics who are questioning uh, the existence of God, they assert that if God really did exist, or if your version of God really exists, then there should not be any evil in the world. And and this sounds like a correct statement. This sounds like a correct thought that, you know, if God is loving and if God is good, if God is powerful, then evil shouldn't be able to reign. That's just not fair. So therefore your God does not exist. And and what they do is <coughs> they assert four statements and and beginning with the first one, they logically progress to the fourth statement, and, and I want to walk you through that and and show you kind of where they land on, uh, where atheists or skeptics land on this problem of evil, and then show you how to refute uh, their logical statements and show that that's actually not the, the way to think about it. Uh, so you you uh, pay attention and walk with me through this. I'm, I'm going to try to go slow, but we need to, we need to get all of this in. Uh, so the very first statement that they would assert is this, if God the God that you believe in, Yahweh, if God is all good, then the natural thought process is that he would destroy evil. So so hold on to that. You can write it down. You can uh, hold on to that phrase. If God is all good, then he would destroy evil, meaning he would want evil not to exist if he's all good. There's there's just a uh, kind of a, a fuzzy, warm, sentimental feeling that comes over us when we hear that statement. If God is good, then he doesn't want evil to exist, therefore he would destroy it. And so so that would be his greatest desire. Uh, Sounds right, so hold on to that. The second thought then is, if God is all-powerful, then he could destroy evil. Meaning, so so think about this, They, they say, if your God is all good, then he would want to destroy evil. If he's all powerful, then he would be able to destroy 
evil. Uh, th- those are two, uh, two thoughts. And we declare that Yahweh is all good, omnibenevolent, and uh, omnipotent, all powerful. And so this is where the atheist, the skeptic, then moves to the third rational point, and that is, but evil is not destroyed. Meaning there is evil. Evil exists in the world. Suffering exists. And, and this, this we could all agree with, there is evil in the world. And so here's the therefore statement. Therefore, no such God exists. So, so walk with me again. I, again, I want to make sure we understand this. This is the problem of evil. Number one, if God is all good, he would destroy evil. If God is all powerful, he could destroy evil. But the issue is that evil is not destroyed. Therefore, no such God exists. And many atheists, many skeptics, and many uh, even Christians have, uh, have, have, have listened to this and, and somewhat agreed and said, wait a second, how do we answer this? And, and it's perplexing to many. Well, so I want to take those four statements, and I'm going to give you uh, a, another way to look at. It. We're, we're going to we're going to deal with those, but first we need to ask: Okay, what is evil? Because if we're asking the problem of evil, especially from the book of Job, that's remember that's where our core focus is this week. We're reading the book of Job. Satan shows up and says, "God." Job only trusts you because you've blessed him. I want to do evil to him. I want him to suffer. God allows that. And so so in this, uh, many, many have said God can't exist if this story is true. God can't exist because evil exists. So we must ask, what is evil? Well, evil can be defined as the lack of or the corruption of a good thing. Evil cannot exist on its own. We, we, we've got to understand something. Evil is either okay, the lack of something good. So we only know evil because we know something good is there. Evil cannot exist on its own. Good has to be there for evil to exist. <clears throat> so think of it. If I were to draw for you on a board a crooked line... Uh, or a line with swirls or whatever. And I would ask you, what is that? And you would say, well, it's a it's a crooked line or it's a swirly line. The only way you would know the existence of a crooked line is if you knew what a straight line was. And this is, this is for us, if I were to say, hey, what is evil? The only way you would be able to understand or to point out, hey, this is bad, is if you knew what good is. So evil must exist because good exists. Okay, so, so hold on to that with me. So it's evil is the lack of a good thing or even the corruption of a good thing. So when we think of uh, think of some 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 type of suffering. So think if if you break your arm or if your arm is even cut off. The only way you can know that that is bad is if you know what a good uh existence is. So so if there's a broken arm, the only way you know it's broken is if it's if first you knew what a corrected or a uh, or a healed arm is, a, a well-functioning arm is. If it's cut off, the only way you would know that that something is missing is if you knew that it had to be there in the first place. Uh, when you think of rust, okay, rust saying, okay, rust on a car. The only way that rust appears is is it had to be a part of something good in the first place. It it happens because there was good. 
And rust doesn't just come into play. It has to exist on something else. Moth, uh, uh, you know, pr provides a, a the the wearing out of a sweater. Moths, um, uh, you know, bring up this decay. Decay or disease exists in and of something good. You cannot have evil apart from good. So, so we 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 want to understand that first. I, I need you to get a hold of that. Well, then, how did evil come about? If evil does not exist in and of itself, it must have come from something good. And this is where many people say, "Well, God created evil," and 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 people lean on that. Uh, you know, trying to prove the existence of God. Well, they get into this. If God is good then he would not have created evil, therefore God is not good. He may be all-powerful, but he's not all-good. Or, he's all-good, but he's not all-powerful. So go back again to those two statements. The God that we that we believe in, Yahweh, is all-good and all-powerful. But if you hold on to those statements, it doesn't make sense for the atheist or the skeptic, because if God is all-good, he would destroy evil. If he's all-powerful, he could destroy evil. So either God is all-good, and he wants to destroy evil, but he's not all-powerful, he can't do it. Or God is all-powerful, he can destroy evil, but he's not all-good, he doesn't want to destroy evil. And this is where a lot of people say, you you may believe in God, and God may exist, he's just not a good God, or he's not all-powerful God. Uh, he's subservient to something else, or he's evil. And so, so we've got to understand what is evil, and then what is the origin of evil. Did God make evil? And the answer to that, though you might be tempted to say, yes, all things come from God, the answer is actually no. God did not create evil. God made evil possible by creating free creatures. For instance, he created Lucifer, or Satan, as, a, as an angel, according to Isaiah and, uh, and Ezekiel. Uh, but he created free creatures. So, so he didn't create evil, but he created the possibility of evil in making people or beings with free will. Uh, Satan himself had free will and chose evil. Mankind, Adam and Eve, God did not create evil or sin in their lives. He created them with free will. They <coughs> are responsible for making it happen. Free will or free choice. And that brings up the consequences of that. What happens when we have free will? Well, we have the determination of either choosing good or choosing bad. Because if you can choose good, then you are able to choose a consequence of evil. Now, this is very important. So, when we understand what evil is, and we understand where it came from, not that God created it, but God created free creatures who then, he allowed it by creating free creatures who then are responsible for making evil happen, then we must understand the presence of evil in our lives today. Why does evil exist? Not because God doesn't exist, or not because God can't take care of it, but because if God would or could destroy evil, then here's what he must destroy free will. So again, go back to those statements. Uh, hopefully you wrote them down or you're you're thinking through this. If God is all good, he would destroy evil. That sounds like a very good statement, but here's the problem. Because God is all good, if his only desire then is to destroy evil, what does he have to destroy? Us. And, and, and at least our free will, and that would cease in making God good because God would not destroy that which uh, promotes a decision to love him or choose him. We become robots. 
And then likewise, if God is all powerful, he could destroy evil. Well, yeah, he could, but would he destroy it even being all powerful if he had already promised free will or if he had already created the parameters for free will, then he would be going against himself and his power would would then power of destroying evil would negate his own character. And God is powerful, yes, but it would go against his character. So so in this, when we make those statements, if God is all good, then he would, or if he, he is all power, then he could, we we've got to ask, wait, is there a greater purpose in God's plan? And so here's what I want you to do. Take those four statements. If God is all good, he would destroy evil. If God is all powerful, he could destroy evil. But evil is not destroyed. Therefore, no such God exists. And here's what I want you to think about. Let's change a few words in there. Okay, and and many scholars have done this, and this is uh, this is one of the ways that I talk with those who are uh, who, who are questioning the the uh, the problem of evil. Let's let's change it. If God is all good, instead of saying He would destroy evil, let's let's say this: He would defeat evil. Because if He destroyed evil, that means He takes away free will, number one, and He takes away you and I completely because there is evil in us. That The question is, at what point do you define evil and, and build the parameters of what is, what is the measurement of how much evil in a person's life? Because I am a sinful, wretched creature. You are a sinful, wretched creature. And so you might want to compare yourself with somebody else, but at what point would you say, okay, here's the line that God will not uh, deal with this particular evil or this little sin? Well, no, if we're going to say he's going to destroy all evil because he's all good, everything else ceases to exist except himself because he's the only all good individual being. And so let's say this, if God is all good, he would defeat evil. Well, that changes the whole parameter because then God uh, takes time in in how is he going to defeat evil because he is good. And let's let's then do the second statement. If God is all-powerful, he would def- defeat evil or he could defeat evil. And, and that's still a true statement. Okay, so, so think about it. If he's all-powerful, he's able to defeat all evil. If he's all-good, then he wants to defeat all evil. Okay, there you go. Let's keep the third statement the same. But evil is not what? Not destroyed, but not defeated. And that's an accurate statement. Evil is not defeated, but let's add a word. Yet. Yet. Because this changes the whole mindset in the problem of evil. Because many of those who would say evil exists... Well, well, yes, but we're not done with human history yet. We're not done with our lives yet. Is there a plan in place where God ultimately will defeat evil? Well, this naturally leads to, if one, two, and three are correct, if God is all good, he would defeat evil, okay? If you can get somebody to agree with that, yes, he would if he's all good. If God is all powerful, he could defeat evil. Yes, we, we, we agree with that, but evil is not defeated yet, Okay, we see that. So what is the natural or logical conclusion? Therefore, one day God will defeat evil. And and this leads then into a a great evangelistic opportunity uh, from doing apologetics. In what way will God defeat evil? Well, you jump back 2,000 years ago to the display of Christ on the cross where Christ crushed sin, death, hell and the grave through his death, burial, and then resurrection. And there is coming a day where all 
evil, not just the penalty of sin, not just the the power of sin, but the actual presence of evil in our lives, sin and suffering, will be defeated. You see, even the question of the problem of evil points to Jesus Christ, that what people are longing for is an answer to why does evil exist? Well, it exists now because God is love, and God lovingly doesn't want to destroy you. He wants to ultimately destroy and crush evil, the evil in you, by shining the light of the gospel, calling you out of darkness into marvelous light, and bringing you as his own son or daughter. And the only way to do that is he had to crush his son so that evil ultimately would be taken away and that you would be made a new creature. This is why the gospel is different from every other religious uh, activity or every other religion or every other work. This is the beauty of the gospel. God is able to defeat evil and ultimately destroy the presence of evil. Why? Because Christ went to the cross and rose victorious. So when people ask you that, um, the the greatest way for, for us to understand is that the gospel answers that question. Now, as we close out that this, this part of our episode, let me remind you that when somebody does ask this question, or maybe even when you ask this question, my hope and my focus is not to try to uh, appeal to your head first but to appeal to your heart. Because most often the people asking this question uh, are dealing from hurt and they're saying, why did my child have to suffer? Why did I have to go through this? Why did this bad thing take place? And, and, and before, we do want to get to the intellectual reasoning that I've just walked you through. Um, but please remember that if you're doing apologetics, you're not trying to win an argument. You're trying to win the heart. And so uh, I did want to give, as, as kind of we close out this part, just some warning and, and some, some hope for you is that uh, when, when you're faced with this question, if there's a God, why does evil exist? Go a little bit deeper and try to find out where is this question coming from? Because you may actually be able to answer the question. You may be able to walk them through these statements. But ultimately, uh, if their heart is not ready to receive that because there's hurt there, uh, that, that we've not done any good. So so appeal to first the heart, find out what's going on there. And then, then my prayer is that you would be able to eloquently and uh, intellectually appeal to the head. And that may take some time. Uh, but remember, we're at, we will never understand everything about God. We're not called to. What we are called to do is to love those like Christ loves them. So as we uh, close out this episode, one of the greatest uh, ministries, as we focus on a particular ministry uh, moment this week, one of the greatest ministries that tries to help and encourage others in the midst of their pain is Crossroads Counseling Centers. And I wanted to give a uh, brief kind of kind of plug for them today. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we had in our service uh, on Sunday, a mental health awareness kind of service where we addressed many of the issues that are going on in our uh, in our society. And the book of Job uh, talks about not only the physical pain of Job, but the mental pain uh, that, that Job went through, the depression. And there are many counseling centers out there. Here in Laurel, we have Crossroads Counseling Center, which is a nonprofit organization. And they actually have over 25 counselors 
in six different locations, not just here in Laurel, uh, but uh, six locations in central and south Mississippi, Pearl, Ridgeland, Clinton, Haysburg, Gulfport, and of course here in Laurel. And it serves, uh, the center uh, serves individuals and families with faith, faith-based professional counseling to guide the clients into healing and, uh, and, and life. And so I, I want to just give a shout out to them and be, be praying for them. And if you need help in any way uh, dealing with maybe depression, discouragement, uh, relationship, uh, maybe there are substance, maybe substance abuse or anything like that, reach out to them, uh, call them, look them up, and uh, or if you need to uh, me to to reach out for you, call me, uh, let me know how I can help. Uh, but my prayer is that you and I would know that there is a God who ultimately has crushed and will crush evil through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we praise him for that. Hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. Stakes in the ground.